Chapter Seventeen of Mystery of the Secret Band by Edith Lavelle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A sad story. Mary Louise thought she had never seen anyone change so much in the short space of two years as Margaret Detweiler had changed. How much older she looked, how much sadder in spite of her expensive clothes. What a strange, trapped expression there was in her eyes like that of an animal caught in a cage you are going to arrest me the girl stammered directing her question to the constable i'm doing just what miss gay says at the present time replied the man so far i don't know that you're guilty of any crime no no don't arrest margaret protested mary louise i just can't believe that she is a member of mrs ferguson's gang why it's too impossible no it isn't impossible said margaret more calmly now mrs ferguson is a special kind of criminal who makes young girls do her stealing for her she picks up country girls who don't know anybody in the city and trains them oh it's a long story and a sad one do you mean to say that you did steal margaret demanded mary louise incredulously for she had never believed that story of margaret's theft at the department store you must tell me the truth for the sake of your grandparents i can honestly say that i have never stolen anything in my life replied the other girl steadfastly mrs ferguson soon found out that i was no good for that so she made me guardian of the treasure i felt almost as wicked but i never stole thank heaven for that exclaimed mary louise but now i've lost her valuables and she'll send me to prison whimpered margaret oh mary lou did you take them yes i took them they're at the constable's home now and most of them belong to the guest sixth daughtered house in philadelphia but you shan't suffer margaret unless you're really guilty the young lady is very cold remarked the constable hadn't we better go back to my house where it's warm till your car is fixed miss gay oh yes if you will let us agreed mary louise enthusiastically she could see that margaret's teeth were chattering and she remembered how cold she herself had been after an hour or so in that empty house wait until i get my other things she said running back into the kitchen for the basket which she had packed early that morning i'll put them into the car and see how soon the mechanic thinks he will have it ready she returned in a couple of minutes and found the others already seated in the constable's sedan mary louise was glad to find that the officer had put margaret detweiler in front with him not beside the tough young man with his huge guardian in the rear seat she squeezed in next to margaret and the car started the mechanic is going to drive my car to your place in about half an hour announced mary louise and then we'll start for philadelphia fine exclaimed the constable that will give you girls a chance to get warm and maybe have a cup of coffee it's marvelous coffee commented mary louise it just about saved my life not another word was said about the crimes or the secret band margaret detweiler was introduced to mrs hodge as a friend of mary louise's from riverside and the two girls spent a pleasant half-hour in the constable's home, sipping their freshly made coffee and looking at the children's Christmas toys. The constable, who had taken the young thug away, returned just as Mary Louise's hired car drove up to the door. Mary Louise jumped up and reached for her coat. "'Wait a minute,' cautioned the constable. "'Company's coming here to see you, Miss Gay. I just met somebody asking for you at the hotel. So don't be in too much of a rush.' From the obvious twinkle in the man's eyes, Mary Louise believed that Max Miller 
must have driven down to philadelphia again missing her there had naturally traced her to centre square but at the same moment a yellow taxi stopped at the constable's gate thereby dispelling any such illusion max would never ride in a taxicab on his limited allowance the door of the cab opened and a tall handsome man stepped out paid the driver and dismissed the cab it was mary louise's father flinging open the door the girl shouted at him in delight so loud that mr gay heard her in spite of the noise of the departing cab in another moment he entered the open door of the house and held mary louise tightly in his arms mary lou he cried in delight are you sure you're all right i'm fine she replied ushering him into the constable's house merry christmas daddy the same to you dear he gazed at her fondly i believe it will be now you certainly look happy daughter i am daddy these people have treated me royally she turned around and introduced her father to mrs hodge and the children for he had already met the constable and oh dad here is margaret detweiler she added you remember her don't you i certainly do replied mr gay extending his hand cordially my but your grandparents are going to be glad to see you margaret the girl blushed and looked down at the floor in embarrassment wisely mr gay asked no questions i have all the stolen valuables dad continued mary louise every single thing that was taken from stoddard house and even the money mr gay gazed at his daughter in speechless admiration she had excelled his fondest hopes mary lou that's wonderful he said after a moment i have good news too i caught your thieves seven of em they are in a baltimore jail now both girls exclaimed aloud in amazement and delight margaret detweiler started forward and clutched the detective's arm it's really true mr gay she demanded breathlessly mrs ferguson is she in jail too locked up without any chance of getting out on bail he said authoritatively oh i'm so glad murmured the girl thankfully now we'll be able to take the valuables right back to their owners at stoddard house constable hodge announced mary louise i'm not afraid to carry them with dad beside me mrs hodge brought the jewelry and the money from its hiding place and gave it all to detective gay both he and mary louise tried to thank the hodges for their help and their hospitality mr gay wanted to give the constable some sort of recompense but the good man refused only after a great deal of persuasion would he accept a five-dollar bill as a christmas present for his children ready daddy inquired mary louise as she slipped on her coat just a minute replied her father i want to telephone to mrs hillard to let her know that you are safe she's been terribly worried mary lou and shall i tell her that we'll eat christmas dinner with her at stoddard house oh yes i've heard about the menu there won't be a sweller dinner anywhere in philadelphia than at stoddard house but shall we be in time mr gay consulted his watch it's only a little after eleven he said we ought to make it by one o'clock as soon as the telephone call was completed the three people got into the little car mary louise herself took the wheel for as she explained she was familiar with it by this time now tell me about your experiences mary lou urged her father as soon as they were well under way mary louise explained for margaret's benefit as well as for her father's about deciphering the code letter and coming up to centre square and breaking into the empty house in search of the valuables but she made light of the coldness and desolation of the dark house and of her own hunger she concluded with the statement that margaret had come that morning and let her out with a key but how did you happen to have the key margaret 
demanded mr gay i will have to tell you my whole story from the beginning answered the girl there was a tragic note in her voice which drew out her listener's sympathy but neither made any comment then you can decide what to do with me she continued i guess i deserve to go to prison but when i assure you that i have never done anything wrong except under compulsion maybe you will not be so angry with me we're not terribly angry with you margaret mary louise told her only terribly sorry so please tell us everything you remember that your grandparents have never heard anything from you since last christmas so begin your story there all right let me see i was working in that department store in philadelphia and doing pretty well for i got commissions besides my salary on everything i sold i started in the cheap jewelry department and was promoted to the expensive kind christmas brought me in a lot of business but i guess i overworked for i got sick the week before and had to stay home and have the doctor i'd already spent a good deal of money on presents and when my doctor's bill was paid i found my salary was all gone so i went back to the store before i should on the twenty-third of december i remember the twenty-third of december repeated mary louise that was the day mrs ferguson registered at the benjamin franklin hotel how did you know mary lou demanded margaret i went to the hotel and looked through the old register she explained but go on margaret what happened then i found that a ring an expensive diamond ring had been stolen from our department continued the girl they insisted that it was taken before i was away but they couldn't prove anything just the same i know the store detective had his eye on me well that very day something else disappeared a link bracelet this time they accused me immediately but why i don't know except that i was the newest sales girl in the department in fact the only girl the store detective stepped behind my counter and leaned down to the floor and he picked that bracelet right out of my shoe how dreadful cried mary louise somebody had planted it there of course mrs ferguson had as i later learned but at the time i hadn't a suspicion she was standing right near the counter examining some rings when she heard me accused and told to leave the store she stepped forward saying that she was sorry for me she asked me whether i had any family and i told her they were too far away for me to go to without any money but you'll have trouble getting a job without a reference she said so perhaps i had better help you that sly cat cried mary louise margaret nodded but i didn't know it then i simply asked her whether she could get me a job and she told me to come to the benjamin franklin hotel that afternoon and ask for mrs ferguson of course i went i had nothing else to do she engaged me at once as her secretary we went out to centre square for a few days and i met a lot of other girls two daughters two nieces and a couple of friends we had a good time but i didn't do any work for she had two servants and a chauffeur and i felt as if i didn't earn my pay did she give you a salary asked mary louise yes replied margaret for the first couple of weeks but i had to send it to my landlady in philadelphia after that mrs ferguson bought my clothes and paid my hotel bills but she never gave me any cash so you couldn't get away observed mr gay exactly gradually i began to suspect that there was something crooked about this bunch and then one day i found the diamond ring which had been stolen from the store among mrs ferguson's stuff at centre square what did you do demanded mary louise i showed it to her and said i was going to take it right back to the store and she stood there and laughed at me she said it would only prove my own guilt 
the next day we all went to washington and stayed in different hotels mrs ferguson kept me with her but i soon saw through her tricks her girls were all skilled hotel thieves she tried to teach me the business as she called it but i refused to learn so she made me take charge of the stuff they stole the girls would bring their loot to her and she'd send me with it to centre square every once in a while she would dispose of it all to a crooked dealer who asked no questions were you out at centre square last sunday margaret interrupted mary louise yes mrs ferguson and i both went we had intended to get the place ready to spend christmas there but for some reason mrs ferguson got scared she said that mary green talked too much and she thought we ought to clear out she made plans to dispose of everything in baltimore and then we were all going to sail to bermuda but why did you ask that mary lou because i was in that car that drove up to the house then i saw you and then mrs ferguson i wouldn't have thought of it being you only mary green admitted that she knew you that made me suspicious you disappeared pretty quickly rather laughed mary louise and she told the story of being hit over the head by a rock and of catching the young man and having him arrested that very morning that was clever approved her father who was he margaret a neighborhood bum that mrs ferguson employs to watch the place and keep the people away replied the girl but i'm afraid i interrupted you margaret apologized mary louise please go on with your story there isn't much left to tell i was too far away from home to run away without any money and i hadn't a single friend i could go to all the store people thought i was a thief so i knew there was no use asking their help i just kept on from day to day not knowing how it would ever end and never expecting to see my grandparents or my riverside friends again oh you can't imagine how unhappy i have been she stopped talking for emotion had overcome her tears were rolling down her cheeks mary louise laid her hand over margaret's reassuringly it's all right now isn't it daddy she said we'll take you home to your grandparents but i can't go back to them protested the other girl how can i tell them what has happened they'd be disgraced for life you can tell them you have been working for a queer woman who wouldn't allow you to write home said mr gay a woman whose mind was affected for that is the truth there is no doubt that mrs ferguson is the victim of a diseased mind wouldn't you ever tell on me questioned margaret no of course not it was in no way your fault child and now try to be happy i think i can find you a job in herman's hardware store right in riverside and you can live with your grandparents they need you it seems almost too good to be true breathed the grateful girl mary louise turned to her father now for your story dad she begged about capturing the thieves i think that had better be kept till dinner time replied mr gay this traffic we're approaching will require all your attention mary lou and besides mrs hillard will want to hear it too End of chapter seventeen